This is Alicia, and welcome to the College Life Podcast. I am super passionate about education, personal development, growth, and bringing out the best in every college student. This podcast will help motivate you, empower you, and bring you clarity and confidence in who you are, in your purpose, and help you take action toward a life you love. Don't wait until you graduate to live your best life. Let's start now. What's up and welcome to the College Life Podcast. It's Alicia here and today I am interviewing one of my really good friends. I'm so excited. She is going to share some of her wisdom and how she's dealt with the coronavirus going from a graduate student who has been, you know, loving in class um, and being in class and in-person lectures and conversation to transitioning into online learning. And so she is going to share some tips that she has used, but also that she has shared with her undergraduate students that she coaches as well. So I'm super excited to get into the interview. At the end of this, I'm going to remind you all that I am hosting an event on Monday, March 23rd. That is going to be the day that this is released. So if you don't listen to this live or as soon as it comes out, you're probably going to miss it, but you can join. It's 5 p.m. Mountain Standard Time, and it will be on the Make College Your Facebook page. We're just going to get on there and connect and see how I can support you during this very weird time for everybody. Let's go ahead and dive into the interview. Welcome to the College Life Podcast. It's Alicia here, and today I have my friend, B. Um, she is amazing, and she uh, I actually worked with B at uh, University of Colorado Boulder, where we are both an academic coach, and now she's a current PhD student. Uh, so you're going to get two PhD students' perspectives um, on this coronavirus mess, uh, along with how we've seen undergraduate students process through and try to get through this as well. So we're just going to offer some tips and strategies to help you not only survive this online class transition, but also to hopefully thrive. But before we get started into some of the strategies, I want B to share a little bit about her story. We already talked about not going into too depth because I want you to actually get her full story and really dive into it because it's really great. And B is awesome at telling her story and uh, so many lessons that she's learned along the way um, in her college journey. So let's just do a brief overview to where you're at now. Awesome. Uh, I'm super excited to be on. It's so cool. Like I, I listen to your podcast and I, when I listen to it, I try to listen to it as a role of a learner. And so it's really cool to kind of be on like the other end of this. Um, but yeah, as Alicia said, my name is B. Well, my name is Beatriz, but most people can't say that. Um, so I just asked them to call me B. And I am a first year PhD student in the learning sciences and human development program at CU Boulder. And so that is, that has been such an amazing experience. Um, And I got into the program because I'm really interested in learning more about failure and who has the social capital to fail. but yeah, and I, I still coach. I am coaching students this semester um, as part of like a bigger role in my learning journey and my studies journey. Um, 
but that has been a lot of fun. And I do want to apologize in advance because my family <laughs> is all here. Like we have a ton of people here. And so if you hear any random noises, uh, that's where they're coming from. And you're going to get real life because that's what we're dealing with right now. Really. I, I mean, my dog was barking earlier in a meeting that I had and I was like, sorry. <laughs> And that's just, and then I worked with a student who was, you know, watching their cousin's uh, kid, you know, their nephew was running around screaming. <laughs> like, that's just where we're at right now. Yeah, my cat has uh, made a lot of appearances and her meows have been heard. Uh, pots and pans have clattered. Uh, it's been great. So it's real life. We're all going through it right now. Yeah, seriously. Um, and also, so we're going to hear about Bee's story later, but we're also going to learn more about her research and where she's kind of learned about some of this uh, research around failure and what it means to fail and who gets to fail. And I just am super excited to dive into that in the upcoming months as well. So be on the lookout for that. But for now, we're going to focus on some strategies to really uh, get you through this challenging, weird mess of a time. So, I mean, I guess first off for you, how has the transition been for you personally as a student transitioning to online classes? Um, so I have to admit, I have been pretty terrible as a distance learner in the past. And so when they made the announcement that all of our classes were going to go to online, it was kind of scary and a really good reality check for me of like, okay, girl, like you got to get it together. You have to figure out how to do this because you don't have time to retake these classes. You don't have time to take incompletes. Um, and especially because I'm interested in our kind of like our, it's a research evaluation methods. I'm interested in a certificate. Um, and one of the classes that I need for that certificate I'm in right now. And so if I t delay that, then I delay my graduation rate or my date of graduation date. And so that's, that was a little bit stressful and so trying to figure all of that out and what that means for me and challenging my notions of who I am as a learner was really hard and having self-awareness was so crucial for me to um, say like, okay, I know I tend to slack off on watching these recordings um, and some of my classes are doing asynchronous and some of them are doing in like live and real time and then one of them is doing a hybrid and so the one that's doing a hybrid, it's like, okay, I'm on my own. I have to do this because my degree is important for me and I need to push through it. And so, so yeah, it's been, it's been interesting. I feel like, I mean, I commute. So my commute in the mornings is about an hour long. And then in the evenings, it's an hour and a half long. Um, and so I've gotten a lot of that time back and that has been really wonderful. And so I'm like, I have this time back. How am I going to maximize it? And I have, and I, I listen to lectures and I read and I try to engage with the material as much as I can. And then I show, I've shown up to every single one of my professor's office hours this week. Um, well, not every single one of the office hours, but like, you know, for my quant class, I showed up for my policy class. I showed up for the lab. I showed up, um, and I even showed up for our seminar. And so like all of these things where I'm like, I have to remain engaged. Otherwise it's so easy to just be like, okay, I'm done. You know, like, see you, see you semester. It's been great. Um, and so it's, 
it's taken a lot of awareness. And so as I was thinking about those things, I was like, oh man, if I'm struggling, like the students that I'm coaching are probably also struggling. Um, and so that's, and also noticing that they weren't showing up for our meetings and uh, hearing from some of my grad fellow grad students that they weren't showing up to class either. And so that's where I kind of got the idea of like, okay, let's send a message to the students. Let's figure out how to best support them and help them recalibrate. Um, and also like help myself make sure that I'm aware of like when, how will I know when it's time for me to ask for help of like, oh man, like, hey professor, like I'm really struggling. Yeah, so let's talk about that first. So how does a student know when it's time to actually ask for help, especially given these circumstances? So I think that's one pretty personal, right? Like some students are like straight A and they're struggling and like because you know you got an 89 and that's totally fair that was me as an undergrad right like if I got an 89 I was like this is not a 95 like what this is crazy um and so kind of having that self-awareness of like am I really struggling or do I need to adjust something and I think that's where you have to check in with yourself and saying like is it because the online learning isn't conducive to how I learn best and how do I change that mentality and how do I challenge myself to create the environment that I need to to succeed and so I think it's a lot of self-awareness checking in and then I would also say utilizing your resources and so for me it's I, I encourage my students to reach out and support and uh, reach out for support and ask me for help ask their um, staff and faculty for help, their advisors, their friends of like, hey, I don't know if I'm being successful. Um, but yeah, but I really do think it comes with like being self-aware, taking a step back and saying like, okay, am I doing everything that I need to be doing? And if I'm not, then what is it that I'm missing? And if I'm missing a lot, then is it even possible for me to catch up? Do I need to talk to my professor to see, can I catch up with this? Can I not? Because if I'm too far gone, then it might be better to just take a step back and take a hit on my GPA. Yeah, I, I love all, everything you just said. I think it's so real. Uh, I love, love, love that just, it's such a simple thing, but checking in with yourself. And I don't think that's something that we practice uh, kind of intuitively. It's just something that we, I don't know. So I think it's, it's like, you know, check in with yourself right now. You know, what am I, where am I at and everything <laughs> and then getting a sense from going from there and I being think. honest. I think Ooh, that's really yeah. important being that's honest good. with yourself. Like I was talking to one of my students and I, and I related to them on like the thousandth percent because they said, I asked them why they didn't want to write down some of the things that had been helpful for them in the past. And their answer was like, well, I don't want somebody to read it. And also I don't want to like judge myself as I'm doing this. And it's so easy to lie to myself because I don't want to judge myself or like, what if somebody else finds this journal or this like question that I'm asking myself and um, the embarrassment and the shame that comes with being honest with yourself sometimes. And like that, that like bucket of pain sucks. 
Yeah. But I think it's just so important to go there and, and be real with yourself. And I think it, it helps you become a stronger person because you're able to see yourself for who you are and where you're at. But then you're, if you're willing to ask for help and willing to take that next step, you're going to grow so freaking much well beyond your peers, well beyond anything you can imagine because you're willing to go there with yourself. You know, it's yeah. just, oh, it's such so powerful. I think the courage to be brave, right? Like yeah. the courage to be brave and say like, I've stepped in this and I need help and I'm not afraid to ask for help because I'm trying to get better. Yeah. And I think part of this too is, um, with students, if you're uncertain about something, it's, it's, that's, that can be a little like mini flag, red flag for yourself to kind of say, Hmm, what should I do in this situation? <laughs> what are my options here? Oh, maybe I could ask my TA. Maybe I could go to my professor. Maybe I just need to read the book because I haven't yet, you know, but like, so maybe you don't actually even need to ask for help, quote unquote, but you actually just need to do a little bit more digging or exploration or reading or prepping on your own end. But again, that's where the checking in with yourself is just so crucial. And I think expectations and knowing what the expectations are since the transition has been to online is going to be so important. Like I had a student today who shared that they knew what the expectation was for everything except for one class, but the one class was clear that they didn't know the expectations of the faculty member and we're still trying to figure it out, you know? So there was uncertainty, but the professor was willing to say, Hey, I'm trying to figure this out. I will get it to you on, you know, next Monday or whatever it is. So I appreciated that. It's like, it's like certainty and the uncertainty. <laughs> yeah. And I think I love, I've loved seeing, and this is not true for everybody, but even the humility that has come for a lot of faculty of like, wow, like I don't know what I'm doing and I'm going to be pretty transparent with my students that I don't know what I'm doing. So it's okay for them to not know what they're doing either. And again, not all faculty are like this. Um, but it has been really cool to see them also say like, I am also learning along with you all and this is going to be an experience. Yeah. That's awesome. Cool. What other suggestions or strategies do you have for us to kind of get through this? Um, so something that I tell my students when we're meeting together and I think they really appreciate it is you can, have me as an accountability buddy. And so thinking about, you know, obviously you all can't come to me <laughs> to be an accountability buddy. Um, but who I'm, I'm is putting your, your e wait, 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 I'm putting your email down. So everybody oh. can be honest. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but seriously, if they want it, they can have it. Um, <laughs> no. but, um, but no, like who is your accountability buddy? Who are you saying like, here's what I did this week because it's so easy to get distracted and not have that and not take that into account um, and say like, oh yeah, yeah, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. And then again, kind of that going back to like the lying to yourself and making it easy to lie to yourself. Um, how are you challenging that, that lie? You know, who are you really gonna be honest with? And I think that's really important. Yeah, yeah, accountability is so crucial here for sure. And your professors are sure as heck going to hold you accountable. So you're going to have to hold yourself accountable. Um, but one of the things that you talked about that I thought was really helpful was building a routine. What, how do you help students build a routine in this uh, time where they don't always have control over everything anymore? You know? Yeah. So 
one place to start is to really think about where is your control? Like, where does your control lie? And what do you actually have control over? Because if you focus on, and it's so easy to do this, like I do it all the time, right? Like, I don't have control over X, Y, and Z. And this is like messing me up because of this, this, and this. And so, for example, one of the things that I don't have consistent control over is my internet. My internet is very unreliable. And so it would be so easy for me to just freak out and say like, oh my God, I don't have reliable internet. Like when am I, like what happens when I have class, when I have an appointment with a student, like all of these things and really taking the time to be like, okay, I can sit here and worry about all of the things that I have no control over. Um, and that's not to say that, that my feelings aren't valid. It's just to say that okay, I'm acknowledging them and it's not helpful if I stay in them. And so let me move on from them. Like I'm going to acknowledge them and now I'm going to move on. What do I have control over? Okay, like if my classes are recorded, then awesome. I get to choose when I log into this class. Well, I already have, for me especially because my my I'm working like three jobs <laughs> right now. And so my time management needs to be on point. And so for me, if I have something blocked off, I'm going to maximize that time. And so if I already have class during that time, I'm going to do my class during that time. I'm going to sit there. I'm going to watch the videos. If I've already watched the videos, then I'm going to review the material for the class. Um, and so just being aware, really focusing on what do I have control? Again, Treating classes, especially if they're recorded, continue to treat classes as if you're still going to them. Um, my, my supervisor for my internship, she was telling me that she has three simple rules for like being successful and um, kind of creating a routine and a schedule. And the first thing is like wake up every single day at the same time. Um, and she, she said that that was really important to really like kind of get your body in rhythm because it's really easy to like work from your bed. Um, and that actually tied into like her whole like, I need to work and study from a place that where I cannot see my bed and I cannot see the couch. So like anywhere that you can see like a hangout, quote unquote hangout spot or like spot where you relax, it's like, no, let's stay away from that. Um, her other one was, I get out of my pajamas. Um, and so she was like, it doesn't mean that I'm going to dress up fancy. She said, it just means that I am going to physically get out of my sleeping clothes. And so she's like, sometimes I go into yoga pants. Sometimes I go into workout clothes. Sometimes I do want to look cute for like work in my video calls. And so I'll throw on like a nice outfit. Um, and so that was the other one. And then the last one is putting all when she's in a meeting or when she's like in work mode. Um, and I've actually been doing this this week and that has been really helpful for me as a student, but I put all of my things on do not disturb. Um, and so that includes my notifications on my computer. I have a do not disturb um, function on there. And so I put that on, on my phone. I throw that in there. Um, and that has been really helpful because it helps me focus again, what can I control and what can I not control? And so shifting that, that mentality of like, Oh my God, I'm so overwhelmed to like, okay, let me take it one step at a time. Um, I think really getting to know yourself on like what works, what doesn't work is so important. Um, and so if you know, you're not a morning workout person, 
don't schedule your workout in the mornings. Also, please keep your body going <laughs> during this time because it's so important um, to like maintain your health. Um, but you know, if you're not a morning workout person, what can you do during that time when you would normally work out if you were in school or, you know, vice versa, if you're an afternoon workout person, how are you maximizing those times and really sitting down and saying like, if I have a lot of flexibility in my schedule, when does it make sense for me? Like, you know, if I have more energy in the mornings, I'm going to do the things that take up a lot of energy in the mornings versus in the evenings, because otherwise you're setting yourself up for failure. And I've had to learn that as well. Yeah, I love that. And it's so awesome because all the things that you're sharing are things that you should have been doing already, but they're just in a slightly different context. Like you're really honing in on what works for you, what um, space works worked for you at school, right? But now what space works for you at your home? What routines were helping you in school when you were in school full-time? Well, you're still hopefully in full-time, but you know what I mean? Present in the person, you know, but now figuring out, okay, what routines or habits do you need to create that are new? And what can you take away from things that have already worked as well? So all of this doesn't have to be completely, you know, revamped. It's really just fine tuning what you hopefully already know about yourself. And if you don't know these other things, it's important to go ahead and, you know, use this time to figure those things out and figure out what does work for you. So awesome. Yeah, no, I agree. I think it's also like, how can you, I know this is a sucky time, but like really taking them, like, what can I take that will help me be a better student in semesters to come and really re actively reflecting on, because this is, I'm going to be honest, online learning is a lot of self, like learning, a self learning, self-control, learning how you learn, learning like all of these different pieces that we might take, especially me. Like I know I took it for granted when I just sat in the classroom um, and I felt bad that, you know, taking my phone out in the middle of class and looking through text messages because I felt it was disrespectful to the professor. Um, and now I'm like, oh, they can't even see me. Let me just scroll. Um, and so really taking the time to learn, like, okay, how do I learn and how can I apply this in future semesters? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so good. Um, so one of the other things that you talked about is adjusting your goals. So because of things have kind of changed, your goals may have shifted. What does that look like, I guess, for you, either from your personal perspective or from uh, students that you've worked with? Um, personally, it means that I am okay not getting the grades that I wanted. Mm -hmm. um, and, and not to say that like, oh man, like I'm gonna fail because, you know, whatever, but it, it does take a lot of time and energy to keep up with everything that's going on. Like one of my classes has three different ways of delivering the information. Um, I know it's not a lot of fun, but it's like having to really figure out like, okay, like this is going to do like, this is going to be this and this is going to be this. And then also again, like I, I genuinely do not have reliable internet. And so sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. And those times when it doesn't, then I don't have access to my class material. I don't have access to download all of those research articles that I need for my papers. Um, and so being kind of kind to myself and just say like, okay, you know, we're still going to pass. You're still going to learn. And that's what's going to matter at the end of the day, because if you don't get that aid that you wanted, you know what, like you got that whatever grade it was, but you worked hard for it. 
And so for me, like, that's what changing my goals has looked like of like, less of the GPA outcome and more of like, what am I learning? What am I taking away from this? Um, and can I honestly say that I put in the best effort? And so that's where my goals have shifted. When I'm working with students, that's something that I ask of them of like, what, you know, some of these goals might have been, and I just worked with a student yesterday, actually, who's like, I wanted, I want to get to know more people on campus. And like, clearly, oh, that, no. <laughs> I know. He, it was really cool because like they had had all of these cool like ways of getting to meet new people of like going to organizations that they were super interested in going in and volunteering somewhere in different places um, that aligned with his values. And now we, we have to practice, you know, physical distancing. And so it was, uh, it was kind of hard. And so it was more like, okay, you clearly cannot go in and hang out with, you know, 50 people. What does this look like instead? Um, and so they decided that instead of focusing on meeting new people, they wanted to strengthen the relationships that they had currently in their life and really figure out what it was it about those relationships that they really enjoyed um, so that they can once semester, once we're back physically on campus, that um, he that's something that he's going to look for in the relationships and in people. Um, and so being very uh, intentional about the relationships that he's going to create moving forward based on strengthening the relationships that he has now. Oh, I love that. That's such a great example of just a readjustment of goals. And honestly, this is exactly what life is. <laughs> it's, it's, you know, sometimes we are along a path and our goals are the same and we want to work towards those sometimes for years, but then something happens in life or you change as a person or you're growing into somebody new who's better, who is, you know, becoming a better person and learning new things that your goals may shift and change and that's okay. And then sometimes like life is going to actually happen to you. And then that might be a, a thing where you do need to like readjust or re refocus. Um, so I think that that's so, that's such a great perspective to have. And um, yeah, so I think, um, you know, if you're listening to this, take a, take an inventory of what your goals are this semester, what they were. If you haven't um, set any, now's the time to set some and think about how you can still be engaged in college some in some ways I think this would actually be a really great time to explore people on your campus because there are people on your campus who want to have more of these fun conversations about their research or about um, really cool projects or centers that they have on campus and you could do a, a zoom meeting which might be less intimidating than it would be to uh, get go in person so maybe take advantage of that to start building a relationship with somebody or doing some informational interviews about things that you're seeing people work on that you just want to learn more about. Yeah. And I will also say that I know that at least for our campus, we have a lot of professionals who like have a lot of empty meetings now. And so if you're a student who's always wanting, wanted to go into the career center, but are like, Oh my God, it's so busy. It's like now is the time. Now is your chance because students are signing up for them and they're still meeting with students and it's, online via zoom via group meetings um and so 
use those meetings, use those opportunities. Again, it's how are you maximizing this time and taking control of what you can versus sitting there and being sad about the things you cannot control because those are a lot. Yeah, that's so, that's so great. Career service that career services is such a great uh, thing to get connected to. If you haven't already, you should just look into it and see what 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 you can do. They have the hookups. Yeah. So we can wrap up with uh, this concept. I've actually heard you talk about this another time, <laughs> and I am so excited to talk about it. I feel like we do a whole, could do a whole podcast episode on this, but you talked about the difference between self-care and self-indulgence. And, you know, this is such an important time for us to really take care of ourselves in so many different ways when it comes to health and wellness. First off, what is self-care and self-indulgence? Let's start there. Okay. So I think we've all heard of self-care where it's like taking them a moment in your life to take a step back and really re-energize and refresh yourself, connect with your values, center with who you are um, so that you can be really productive moving forward. And so um, that might be like, um, you know, coming to a deal with yourself of like, I'm going to do, you know, like, write this paper and then I'm going to watch one episode of Netflix because it's like, that's my self care or like, man, I've had a really hard week. I'm going to, you know, have an ice cream cone or whatever it is. Um, or like one Oreo cookie, that would be mine. Um, and then self indulgence. And I, I, I noticed it a lot. Um, even within myself of like, you know, it's like, you know, I'm going to watch like one episode of this Netflix show. And then it turned into like five episodes. And I was like, oh my God, this goes beyond self-care. This is more of like self-indulgence of like, I am like, the first one was self-care. Like I didn't feel bad. I was like, yes, like I'm starting to feel good getting back in the zone. Like, you know, feeling just like energized and hyped. Um, and then by the fifth one, I was like, oh my God, like I wasn't even enjoying my Netflix binging because I was like feeling so guilty of the things that I wasn't doing, the things that I could have done to be productive. Um, Self-care is usually planned. There's usually an intention behind it. Um, and there's usually like this idea of like, I'm going to do X so that I can do Y. Self-indulgence, on the other hand, is kind of when things get out of hand, there's no intention behind it. There's no, like, meaningfulness behind it. Like, meaningfulness might not be the right word. <laughs> like, purpose. Um, and so really taking the time to say, like, okay, this is what I'm going to do, and this is going to help me in this way so that I can do this. And self-indulgence is, like, whatever happens, happens, dude. Like, you know, I have, you know, I'm going to start with this, but you know, who knows where the world will take me. Um, and so that's kind of where I think about it. And especially during this time, it's so easy to like reward yourself with like, you know, I'm going to take a break from the computer. And then, you know, that break turns into like three or four hours later and you're like, oh man, like I missed class or like, oh, I really wanted to do like this and this and this. And I didn't. Um, and so, so yeah, that's yeah. kind of when I think about like self-care, self-indulgence of like, yeah. one is very intentional and the other one is like, whatever, I'm going to do what I want, you know, YOLO. Yeah, I love, YOLO. <laughs> I don't know, we, we can't, we can't, it's okay. 
Um, I love that the, the word intention to me just stood out to me so much. And I do agree completely with that, the difference between self-care and self-indulgence and where is that line. And, and I think this also comes to self-awareness and being honest with yourself too, to, to, to check in with yourself. Um, there's something else I wanted to say about this. I think, you know, me and you are so similar in that we have big ass goals and they're bad ass goals, you know, and I have a feeling that the students who are listening to this podcast also have bad ass goals and you are not going to reach those bad ass goals or you're going to leave some of your, what you're capable of on the table if you just do a lot of the self-indulgence and we know <laughs> deep down in our core that you have so much more inside of you. And that's also why we're talking about this because we want you to take care of yourself. Of course, you need to be working out. Hell yeah. Please watch Netflix. Like we, we love that too. <laughs> watch yes. that. And it's like, how can you be mindful and intentional about how much you're watching and what your goals are and what is aligning with your goals and helping you become the best version of you versus the half-assed version of you. And we know that you don't want this because you're listening to a podcast about mm -hmm. college. And like, you're probably not listening to a podcast about college and how to, you know, be the best you if you don't want to be the best you. So that's why we're challenging you in this area too, because it's something that we, we challenge ourselves with and each other with too. So even with accountability, like B and I talk about what we do and we celebrate each other and we try to um, encourage each other with school and outside of school. And um, so that's kind of why we wanted to do this podcast today to really help and support you in this super weird time. Um, yeah. Any last uh, tips, advice, strategies you want to share about this wildlife that we're in right now? Yeah. Something that's very important for me, and I know you know this about me, I love to celebrate the good stuff. Um, and I love to celebrate people and their accomplishments. And because I don't know, I'm like, there's so much negative things, negative you know, situations going on in the world right now, like, I'm going to celebrate the heck out of the good stuff. And so I really, and I'm trying to figure out what I'm going to do for myself. Um, once I survive, you know, my, my second semester of PhD school, not just because it's, it would wrap up my first year as a PhD student, but also because I would have had would have had to push myself so much harder to get through distance learning and online classes. And so I'm still trying to figure out how I'm going to celebrate myself to like, once I get to that end goal and again, trying to make it more of like self care, right? Like I'm going to make it to there and I'm going to treat myself afterwards. I still don't know what that looks like, but I encourage you all to think about that as well. Like how am I going to celebrate myself after I get through this really hard time um, and we won't know if we're still going to be in quarantine or not. Um, hopefully not, you know, sending good vibes out to the world. Mm -hmm. Um, and just what are you doing to celebrate yourself? Or even if you had a really hard week, you know, let's say I was having a lot of internet struggles yesterday and I was like, Oh my God, like if I just get through today, like this is what I'm going to do. And I did like, I treated myself to chocolate, um, because I have a chocolate problem and that's okay. And, um, and that was great, right? And so just thinking about the small things. Um, the other part I would really encourage students to do is 
to get to know your instructor and know your professor because if you need something or you know disaster strikes or you know something happens it might be and you're doing relatively well in your class right now you might want to talk about what does an incomplete look like in my college what are the past fail instructions for my institution um, how can I really make sure that I am aware of all of these things and then working collaboratively with your instructors and your advisor and if you have coaches and if you're working with a coach how are you all working together um, to really make sure that you really have as much of a successful semester as possible um, and again how are you gonna celebrate yourself at the end because that's super important this is a very stressful time and so you know you deserve it yeah, I love that. That's such a great way to kind of end this interview. And um, it's so interesting because when you talk about celebrations um, and gratitude, oh my mm -hmm. gosh. So I just turned in my dissertation on uh, yes. two or three days ago, and that's been so exciting. And I'm hopefully going to pass and everything, and I'm going to graduate this semester, but I don't get to celebrate. You know, it's like a, this, I mean, I will celebrate, but at home with my husband and my dog. And, you know, like that's, that's really cool, but I wanted to like go do something fun or, um, so just trying get to kind of think cat. about that. I know they're not even selling them anymore because of everything. So they're still trying to figure out what that means for us in the future. But, um, but yeah, so if you are graduating, you know, we will celebrate somehow together eventually, you know, and hopefully your college is being mindful about that and how they're doing that. And also that's something that you can advocate for as a college student, uh, that you want this, that you want something, uh, even if it's not exactly what you do want. I know for us, we got an email uh, asking what we want. So I thought that was really good to say, you know, we don't want a graduation. We do want a graduation. We want it this time, this time, this time. So that was really, I thought that was a really great idea. Not all colleges are doing that. Some are just canceling them completely, but make sure that you either are with your friends or some, something to, to actually celebrate that moment when we do get the opportunity to. So I do believe that we will have something like that in the future for sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Great. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate you coming on today. And I know um, everyone listening is going to get so much value out of this. And we're going to get through this together and hopefully be better for it in some way that we just don't understand yet. I agree. Thank you for having me. Yeah. And we this will see so you cool. soon. Yeah. We'll yeah. totally, we'll do this again because <laughs> it'll be super fun. I have yes, so much that we, we have so much that we can talk about. <laughs> yes. Hopefully in person. Yes. Ooh, yes. That would be ideal. Yes. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Of course. Thank you all so much for listening to the College Life Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please make sure to share this with a friend. I hope to see you on Monday, March 23rd at the Make College Yours Facebook page, where I'm going to be doing a live session just so we can talk about each other's stories and try to support each other and just to meet some new people from across the world who are all going through this very weird time. This is a great time to build a community and again, to meet new people. I hope that you will join. And again, thank you all so much for listening to the College Life Podcast. And I will catch you in the next one. Have an excellent week.